Lord God, you are welcome here in this place. God, we invite you again to come and dwell here as we open your word. We invite you to come, God, and to to speak into our hearts and to speak into our lives, God. God, I thank you that you are good and, and that you are faithful and that you are never changing unlike the things that are all around us in the world. God, I thank you that you are, you are just constantly pouring out your, your grace and your love on us. God, I ask this morning that you would, you would just change us and you would mould us, that you would um, just grow us into the people that you want us to become. God, as we get into your word this morning, I just pray that you would, you would give us fresh understanding fresh understanding of who you are and who we are in you. God, and I just pray that the words that I speak this morning would be, would be words that are from you and not from me. And we just ask all these things in the mighty name and powerful name of Jesus. Amen. Um, so those of you who don't know me, my name is Matt. I'm an I'm assistant pastor here, uh, also a friend of Neil, apparently. Uh, I did notice, Dave, that you said you were a friend of Cornerstone, and you didn't even get up on the stage. So, yeah. Anyway, let's get into it. I know that time is, is getting away from us, but I, I, just, I just, I want you to be patient. I want you to recognise what we're doing here this morning. Um, and so we're going we're gonna to get stuck in. We're going we're gonna to get our Bibles out. If you've got your Bible, I want to invite you to, to grab that out if it's on your phone. Grab that. And during this week, I was reminded again at the amazingness of this book and what it represents. You know, 2, 2 Timothy 3.16 says that all Scripture is God-breathed. All Scripture is God-breathed, that the entire Bible is God's spoken word to us and to everyone that reads it. And if you read that verse on, it goes to say that God intends for this book, this amazing book to be used to teach us and to rebuke us, to correct us and train us in righteousness so that we can be fully and thoroughly equipped for every good work. Now let's just pause for a moment and just remember what an amazing gift that this book is. You know, whether it's a physical book like this one or whether it's an app on your phone or other device, you know, nevertheless, the words that we read when we go into it, it is God speaking to us through, through testimony and through accounts of everything that has taken place from the beginning of creation in Genesis through to the coming end times and the second coming of our Saviour Jesus in Revelation. And God is speaking to us through the words that it contains, again, to grow us and to teach us, to correct us when we need correction, to to transform us into the people that He's intended and planned us to be, like Mitch was sharing in his communion message, to take that, that old bike and to transform it into something new. You know, how often do, do we take our Bibles for granted? How often do we forget the significance of what it is that we have? It's God's Word that is being spoken to us. How exciting is it to remember and understand that amazing fact? 
this gift that God has brought to us. And so with that in mind, I want you to get out your incredible gift in whatever format you've got it. If you don't have one, there are some on the table in the foyer. They are yours to go and grab and keep and take home. That is our gift to you. But I want to start this morning in Genesis chapter 1, verse 1, right at the very beginning. And it says this, In the beginning God created the heavens and the earth, and the earth was formless and empty, and darkness covered the waters. And the Spirit of God was hovering over the surface of the waters, and then God said, Let there be light. And there was light. How incredible is that? I'm always amazed and in awe of God and His, His mighty power every time I read the creation story. But also when I go outside and I, I take the time to look at the creation that is all around us. You know, as this, as this creation story in Genesis begins, there is, this, there is this sense of excitement that something is taking place. You know, the Spirit of God is, is hovering over the surface of the waters and He is waiting in anticipation for something to happen. He's waiting in anticipation for what is to come. And then God says, let there be light. And there was light. And in, in, in an instant, the, the light shone into the darkness. The light shone and it chased away the darkness. God spoke and what was spoken came into being. And the creation story goes on with God speaking the sky and the land and the plants into being and He speaks and the sun and the moon come into existence and He speaks more words and fish and birds fill the sea and the sky and animals cover the earth. When God speaks, incredible things happen. And then as the final act in the creation story, God creates humans in His image. He creates us. And in Genesis 2, 7, it says that He, he breathed the breath of life into man's nostrils and the man became a living person. So from what we have just read in these two passages, it is really easy to understand that God's breath and His words are filled with unimaginable power. God is so powerful that we cannot even begin to understand the ability and the power that He has. It's just something that we can't comprehend. And even in these few short verses, we get a glimpse of that incredible power. There is power in His breath. There is power in His words. God's Word and His breath bring about life and creation in all its glory. The Bible, this, this amazing book that we have, as we've been reminded in 2 Timothy, is God's Word. It is God's breath and it too brings life. You know, and we are so blessed we have unlimited access to this book, to this book that God is breathing life into us with every time we open its pages. You know, how incredible is it that we, we have a God of such power and He has spoken words that have been recorded for us to read and to learn from and to be changed and to be transformed by because He wants us to have a certain type of life. 
God's purpose for everything that is contained within this book is, is so that we can find and grow in relationship with Him. So that we can be free. So that we can be called sons and daughters of God. So that we can be transformed into people after His own heart. You know, God is alive and He is active and He speaks to us through His Word. And He's speaking life into us if we just take the time to stop, to look and listen. You know, as we've read this morning in the creation story, when God speaks, there is such mind-blowing power in the words that come out of His mouth. When God speaks, things happen. God spoke words over a world that was formless and empty and transformed it into something astoundingly beautiful. Have you seen what is outside? God speaks words of life and creation over us as well. You know, the, the Bible is this incredible and amazing journey of God at work over thousands of years and along the way He invites people to come and be part of His plans and to fulfill His purposes. We have this God who has this awesome power and yet He invites us to be part of that. Yeah, and it's not just a story. Don't just take this book as a history book that enables us to gain this, this head knowledge and understanding of, of what God has done in the past. But as I've already said, God's Word is alive and active and as we read it, as we, as we actively engage in it and as we reflect on it, the things that we read will speak directly into our very soul, into our hearts and into our minds and they will shape us, they will challenge us, they will transform us. As we've already read in 2 Timothy, the words are there to teach us and at times they will rebuke us and they will they will correct us and they will train us in righteousness. And again, for what purpose is that? It's for the purposes of doing every good work. It's for the purposes for each one of us to be a part of God's plan and part of His purpose. You know, God intends for us to be part of His plans. He doesn't need us to because He has that amazing, incredible power. He can just simply speak and it will happen but He invites us to be part of what He is doing. He invites us to be part of what He is doing right here, right now. In this place, in this city, to be part of transforming and changing and recreating the society and the community that is around us. Is that, is that not exciting? Does that not get you sort of... God has work for us to do. You know, not only does He have work for us to do, but He has work to do in you. You know, when, when we, we step back and we think about that and understand that the God, the, the Creator of everything that we see, the God that brings life and speaks words of creation and He is at work in us and through us, but we have to let Him do it. This God who created all things just through His breath and through His words has a plan and a purpose for each one of us, for you and for me. And in Psalm 139, 16, it says this. It says, You saw me before I was born. Every day of my life was recorded in your book. Every moment was laid out 
before a single day had passed. God knew us and knows us even before we were born and He has plans for us. You know, God is, God is so desperate, God is desperate to be part of our lives and He wants to be in relationship with us, so, uh, with Him so badly that, that He gave up His own Son, that He gave up Jesus to die on the cross to take the blame and the punishment for everything that we've ever done that has gone against Him. And Jesus came and He took that blame and He came and He was the sacrifice that covered our sin. All of those things that would ever stop us from coming to God and being in relationship with Him, Jesus came and took them. And not only did He come for that purpose, but He came to, to show us that He came to give life. And we read about that in John 10, 10. And it says, I have come to give you everything in abundance. More than you expect. Life in its fullness. Until you overflow. Until you overflow. God intends not for us just to be forgiven, but also for us to have life. Life in all its fullness. Life that overflows. Our lives are intended and designed to be overflowing with God. You know, as we've read again this morning, God is His creator. And we see that creation around us and, and we've read that God now is, is this God of abundance. And in this abundance, He promises to give us everything that we need and more to overflowing. You know, what, what happens when something overflows? Whatever is overflowing will go everywhere, won't it? Whatever is overflowing will, will come into contact with everything that is around it. If I have a glass, which is on the table here, and no water, I won't do it because I would be tempted to do it and I don't want to electrocute myself. But if I get that glass and I fill it with water to overflowing, what is the impact? It flows off the table. In this case, it flows onto the stage. It goes into that little box there and there's electricity there. It would be exciting. But all jokes aside, God is intending for us to have this life that is overflowing with Him. And as our life overflows, it impacts and it affects the things around it without us even having to do anything. You know, God is offering us life and he's, He wants us to have life to the full. But He still gives us that choice. That choice is up to us. It's up to us to decide if we want to accept that or not. And as I've prepared this message, I've been reminded again, and I know what I choose. I want God's fullness in my life. How, how exciting is that? How just overwhelming is that? To contemplate the hugeness of what God has for us. And yet he gives this, this opportunity for us to actually make that choice. To make this simple but incredibly profound decision to be in relationship with him. To invite him into our lives, to be part of our lives. In fact, to be our life. 
this God who has such incredible power, who, who by the, the simplest act of just speaking words brought about everything that we seek with all its minute detail and complex structure. And that same God chooses to be in relationship with us. And He offers us forgiveness and love that is overflowing and life in abundance. We are so undeserving. There is nothing that we can do to earn what God has on offer for us. There is nothing that we can do. The only thing that we can do is hold out our hands and accept what God has on offer for us. And that is freely available to everyone who has ever breathed on the face of this earth. Again, God is so desperate to be in relationship with us, to be, to be in His family. You know, He sent His Son. I have two sons. I can't begin to imagine giving them up for someone else's stuff that they've done. And yet Jesus came and He took that punishment and He took that blame for all the things that we could ever do that would stop us from being in that place of relationship with Him. God has done everything that He possibly can. And we know that because of what we've read this morning and of the incredible things that we've heard. And God has gone out of His way to ensure that we receive all of the things that He intends for us to have, that we receive His love and His grace and to be, to be part of His amazing plans and purposes. But there's that final choice, that final choice of what we do with that. And He leaves that up to us. You know, God's done His part. And it's up to us to decide what to do about it. You know, you may be here this morning and, and you haven't actually made that choice. I want to encourage you to consider what God is offering. It's free. It's a simple choice. It's just a matter of holding out your hands and accepting it. God is wanting us to have life. Life in all its fullness that it was intended to have. You know, we are reminded this morning that God is mighty, that He is, he is powerful. That He is all about wanting to be here and be in our lives and be in relationship with one, each one of us. Be reminded of who He is this morning. You know, I wonder, I wonder if you've ever found yourself in, in situations where it feels like everything in your, in your world, everything that you encounter is just piling up. And then in the midst of all this stuff that's going on, we, we allow those things to change our perspective of who God is or to draw our attention away from Him or to get in the way of our relationship with Him. I know, I know for me, in these recent past few weeks, I would have to put my hand up and say, yes, my life is full of piles and if I'm really honest, I've allowed those things to affect my perspective of who God is. It has, reflect, it has affected my relationship with Him. But it's also affected my relationship with others in my life. And I've been overwhelmed and I have been worn down by the things that are rising up before me. And it has been impacting me significantly 
and those that are, that are in my life would probably recognise that, as I stated. Impacting me in not a great way, to be completely honest. And I know exactly why I am preaching this message this morning. One, because Neil gave me the topic and I do what I'm told because I'm a friend and I'll come up even if I know I'm not going to get a gift. <laughs> but, but more importantly, because God has got something that he needs to work on in my life. He's got something that I need to hear right now. There's stuff that I am dealing with and that I am working through and I would suggest that it is something that possibly we all need to hear this morning, which is why God has put it on Neil's heart and my heart. You know, this has been a really difficult and challenging message to put together. You know, God is good. And he's been speaking to me, he's been speaking through my wife, through my kids, through the amazing people here. You know, we've had um, the Baptist Union of the Northern Territory Conference the last two days and the stuff that came out of those messages, it was like it was being preached right to me. You know, God puts people in our paths that are able to speak into our situations, whether they know it or not. And then God himself... In, I, could, I could really do with a drink right now. No, it's okay. <laughs> uh, what was I saying? God himself. God himself is speaking directly to me. You know, just this past Friday, um, before I headed off to the, the Baptist Union Conference, I, uh, I took my kids to school, I dropped my kids off, and uh, on the way home, I was driving past this other school, so there's all these parents walking around, dropping their kids off, and there was this one guy who I saw, and he was walking to his car on his way to work. You know what that's like? You ever been there? And in my human and in my self-righteous way, I found myself thinking, man, that guy needs God. Man, that guy needs God in his life. Look at him. And in that instant, like a slap to the back of my head, <laughs> hey, you, you are my friend. Thanks, buddy. I saw you go to sit down though, by the way. <laughs> I see this guy and, and I'm, you know, my, my humanness and my self-righteousness gets in the way and I find myself thinking, this guy, you know, he just needs God in his life. Look at him. And like a slap to the back of my head was like God was saying, look in the mirror. You know, what, what, God's saying, what are you doing? What are you thinking? Have you forgotten who I am? And the truth of that is, you know, perhaps yes. You know, my attention and my focus was being drawn to all of these other things of this world, the stuff that just piles up. And I was holding on to them really tight. Rather than opening my hands up and just letting God deal with it and putting my trust in Him and letting Him guide me through the mess. You know, God is good. 
and he's powerful and there is, there is nothing that is too difficult for him. They are promises that God has made. And you know what is incredible about these promises is that, that God never changes and he doesn't take back his promises. He never goes back on his word. Hebrews 13.8 tells us that Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today and forever. And James 1.17 says, Whatever is good and perfect is a gift coming down to us from God our Father who created all the lights in the heavens and he never changes or casts a shifting shadow. God never changes, Jesus never changes, he remains the same day after day and his promises remain true and they will be forever. The God who created all that we see is the same God who lives in us. The one who, who by simply breathing brings life. Who speaks words over us that are more powerful than we could ever imagine. A God who stops us in our tracks as we are driving home from school drop-off and says, look in the mirror. How is it that, that we get in this place where we, we, we can lose sight of of the enormity and power of who God is? How is it that we lose the excitement of knowing Him, of being in relationship with Him, of having the opportunity to come into His presence? You know, how many of us struggle to get out of bed on a Sunday morning? How many Sunday mornings do you wake up and consider not coming? How often do those other things of life, the piles of life, get in the way and, and take the opportunity away from us to be in God's presence or steal our attention away from Him? You know, when we, when we come together like this on a Sunday morning as a church family, as an opportunity to be family, we are brothers and sisters through Christ. And we come together and we get to be in the presence of God together. You know, God intends for us to be in community. God's plan for us is to live life together. You know, how incredible is it when we gather together? I don't know about you, but I come and I just feel so uplifted. If I'm like this, how is that going to change? I can draw my attention to God and, and yet sometimes it's still, it's still not enough, but I can come together with you guys. And my spirit lifts. You know, we are here this morning in the presence of God who created the universe. Who spoke and it was. Who gave up his son for us so that we could be here. How, how are we not jumping out of our skins with excitement or falling to our knees in adoration or falling face down on the floor in, in awe and splendour of who He is or just sitting in silence in reverence and holy fear of, of God? You know, when we, when, when we think about the reality of what it is that we are actually doing here, the purpose that we are actually here for this morning, how is it that we are not breaking down the doors at 6am to get a seat because it's so just awesome to be here, to come together in the presence of God, together, 
You know, our joining together is so important. Do not disregard coming together. God intends for us to be in community. You know, we are not to go about this life that He has intended for us alone. You know, even God Himself is three in one. He is God, He is Spirit, and He is the Son. He is the Trinity. Even God doesn't go it alone, so why should we? You know, maybe you can ask the same questions about being in a small group and coming together and meeting together or or catching up with someone and having coffee and doing life together. Together. How often do we lose sight of, of the purpose of what we're doing, of why we're meeting together, of who we are actually meeting with? Again, the God who is the creator of the universe, the God who is above all other gods, who is above everything, who is greater than any situation and circumstance that we can ever come up against. And he is waiting expectantly for us to come to him in every single moment to cast our eyes and our cares on him. He is ready and waiting. You know, God loves us so much and and again, that never changes And he just wants to be part of our lives. He wants to be our lives. God is a God of love. And he is wanting to give us life that is full to overflowing. Remember again that the Bible is God's spoken words. And it's his breath. And it is so full of power that it can can teach us It can pull us into line. It can equip us. Let's not forget that. You know, don't simply read it as a a story to gain head knowledge or overanalyze it. Don't just pick out the little bits that suit your opinions or your thoughts for the time, but recognize that that this is an incredible book that is God-breathing life into us every time we open it. Be reminded of who God is. Be reminded of who you are meeting with. Be reminded of who we are in Him and the promises that He has made over our lives. You know, nothing is impossible with God and He is with us. Every single morning when we get out of bed, before our feet hit the floor, remember that God is with you, that He has a plan and a purpose for your day. Draw your attention to Him and His incredible power. If you have trouble remembering that, Just open your eyes as you're driving to work or going to school and see the beauty that is around you. You know, I've been joking with Neil that when I'm driving home from work, sometimes I like to slow down when the train comes in the big line on the back road to Palmerston just so that people can enjoy God's creation a bit more and get it twice. You know, just... Stop focusing on the things that that mount up in our lives. You know, things are going to come up. That's the reality. That is life. But don't worry about them. Don't hold on to them so tightly that it weighs you down. Don't worry about the things that may or may not even happen. That's one of the things I do. I think about things that are happening six months down the road and start stressing about them and six months down the road, they don't even happen. But all of that stuff can so often overwhelm and threaten to capture our attention away from God. Just be reminded this morning of who God God is. Get excited about that. 
Be reminded of who God is. Be reminded that He wants to be part of it all. But also that it's up to us to make that decision to let that happen. That choice is up to us. You know, as Christians, as those of us who have invited God into our hearts, we have this incredible gift of having the presence of God with us every single day. In every single moment, God is with us. Because we have invited Him in. And once He's in, He stays there. And we have His Spirit and it is living in us. How mind-blowing, how life-transforming that could be. Let the joy that flows out from God fill your heart to overflowing. You know, I feel like God is just wanting us to take some time this morning to be quiet. To be reminded again or, or maybe even to understand for the first time who He is. So I just want you to put down your Bibles, I want you to put down your pens, I want you to put your paper down or your device down and I want you to sit and I want you to close your eyes and just remove distraction and draw your attention to Him. Let's just do that now, let's just sit and close our eyes and I feel like God is saying to us this morning, Remember me? Be still and remember me. Be still and know that I am God. Be still and know that I am the creator of all things. Be still and know that God is love and He loves you and He is love. Be still and know that God is faithful and that He is never changing and that He is steadfast and that He is the same yesterday, today and forever. Be still and know that God is always there. In those moments when the stuff of life just mounts up before us and He is ready and waiting for us to draw our attention to Him. Be still and know that He wants nothing more than to be invited into your mess. Be still and know that, that with just words, God speaks life and He speaks creation. Be still and know that God is speaking words of life and love and creation and renewal over you today. Be still 
and know God. Lord God, we just, we just sit in the stillness this morning and we are in awe of who you are. In awe that you want to be in relationship with each one of us. God, I pray that you would fall afresh on us this morning. Come and fill this place with the abundance of love and grace that you promise for each one of us. God, where there is emotional hurt this morning, we pray for healing and for forgiveness. God, where there is sickness, we pray that you would breathe and speak words of life and creation. God, where there is damaged relationships and brokenness, that you would bring transformation and recreation and recreation, God. God, we ask that you would you'd do whatever is necessary that we can, so that we can live life in all the fullness that you have promised. Live a life that just flows out from us and drenches those that are around us. God, we thank you this morning that all of these things, all of these promises are true and they come from you, from you and, and I just thank you that, that your word is truth. And God, we just ask all of these things in your mighty and powerful name. Amen.